back on Encyclopedia Brunch. <laughs> Grooving on those fine tunes. I'm sorry. Are we? I'm sorry. Are we back? I'm sorry. Or I ruined it for you. Are we somewhere else? <laughs> somewhere more blue and peaceful. <laughs> somewhere new. <laughs> you ever play that uh, Wii game, Infinite Ocean? No. Is it fun? I don't know. I've never it. played it either. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but Let's I hear, I hear like, <laughs> it was an objective list game where essentially you just scuba dived, right? Like, and just sort of floated around and looked at stuff. And I hear it was actually extremely peaceful. And my bet is that uh, the experience was awfully similar to... Yes, I know this game. There you go. I have played this game. You did? What'd you think? <laughs> yes, very briefly. I forget who had it. But yeah, we were trying it on somebody else's Wii. Um, the objective was to take pictures of things. Interesting. Well, there, yeah. you're, you're coming back to the, the visual emphasis that uh, diving puts on things. Because um, there's nothing else going on. All your other senses are dulled. I actually, and this should come as no surprise, as, as I was doing this, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to spend like an hour not talking. <laughs> Doesn't sound like me. <laughs> Aw, Tim. It was really hard. <laughs> actually, it wasn't because time goes so fast uh, or went so fast for me. Um, and I think a lot of it is getting into that that uh, state of mind shift to like, oh, okay. it's Yeah, it's it's an awful lot like getting a massage, you know? It's that like, oh yeah, you just your your brain shifts into a different mode, um, and there's enough stuff to keep track of that it wasn't wasn't like meditation where you're sort of like constantly focusing on not focusing or like you know observing your thoughts or whatever. You kind of have enough little checks, you know, as we discussed. Um, uh, there's the whole ear ear equalization thing, um, checking your own pressure, that sort of thing, and and then there's like yeah, stuff to look at, photos to take. Uh, Trying to look really dope in someone's GoPro photo. <laughs> uh, you didn't have to say it like that. <laughs> I, I think uh, part of my contract with GoPro says yes. The contract we all <laughs> implicitly signed. It's an opt-out contract. Right. <laughs> We're all advertising for GoPro. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, uh, and so, uh, yeah, I, th- I think with all that stuff, it kind of like... But because so many other senses are dulled, you kind of just get forced into that meditative state anyway. And then before you know it, it's all gone. By which I mean your air. and You need to resurface. Okay, so how would you approach uh, getting yourself to try out this cool thing? Um, I don't know, Tim. Tell me. Well, first thing you'd do is look up a local dive shop uh, and I don't know, check out their reviews or whatever. Um you can do it. You can actually do it. A lot of people I know. If this were like a wiki how, that would be one of your steps. It's like review the Yelp ratings of yeah, the dive shop. Exactly. No, if this were a wiki how, the first thing would be like, ask yourself if you want to try scuba diving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wiki how, that's why I'm here. <laughs> Consider your steps. <laughs> Consider looking up a wiki how article. <laughs> <laughs> so so whatever so you, you you get into some program that is uh certified by one of the a couple handful of recognized uh certification programs because that if you get that certification that will let you rent your own equipment or go out and go diving because you know um a dive shop won't let you go unless they see a certification card eh, for liability reasons i guess and i don't know they don't want they don't want you losing your equipment their equipment at the bottom of the sea um, well sure mm-hmm um but then so uh you you do a bunch of studying and you learn about like all the 
you know ways you can die underwater essentially um and then is it just like a seminar you go and you learn all these things or do you get a book or what's the deal uh so the way i did it is you get a book um actually did it on an online version but whatever uh but, but yeah basically you, you study you take a bunch of self-assessments um if you've ever done any like massively m- massively multiplayer online learning experiences i have many <laughs> um <laughs> That's essentially what scuba is. <laughs> You're like, oh, I rolled a level 36 adventure diver. Um, Noob. <laughs> uh, you should see. You should see the Twitch stream of me uh, taking these online courses. Um, but it was it was a lot like that. We're like, you know, there's some powerpoints essentially that you're reading, and then uh, you know it gets you know here's a little quick video to watch, and then like a lot of it feels repetitive, and you're like trying to decide which parts you can skip, and then uh, they do some quizzes, and they're like you're correct or you're wrong. Oh, Guess yeah. again. This is this is exactly how our EH and S department does lab training now. <laughs> it's very similar too. Yeah, if yeah. you've ever done like a uh, uh, or a uh, sexual harassment thing that you had to do for work, <laughs> they're they're all the same. It's <laughs> we we have no better way to teach this apparently i don't know <laughs> or to teach I, I guess it's very resource effective i gotta say yeah just the worst anyway so you take those things and um then you go in a pool or some kind of enclosed space and you start practicing with uh the suit and then eventually you go uh into open water and you do some there's like preset skills you have to learn but essentially you have to be able to assemble um a scuba apparatus which is pretty nifty actually so, uh, basically, you got a compressed air tank, and then mm-hmm. that connects to a regulator, which steps down the pressure in the tank, because there's actually a lot of pressure in the tank. Um, right. And then that reads out to a couple of different things. And one of them is your regulator, which is it steps the pressure down one more time to atmospheric so that you can breathe it. And that actually works on a pretty cool diaphragm system. So, uh, whatever pressure that you are breathing in ends up being whatever the ambient pressure is because of a diaphragm that uh, pushes back on a check valve. Um, So as soon as the pressure that's coming into that breathing chamber equals whatever the pressure of the water is, then no more pressure is allowed through, which is kind of nifty, I think. That is nifty. So it's like, yeah, it's a self-correcting system. That means you always breathe the correct pressure for the atmosphere you're at, Um, which incidentally means you breathe more air as you go down. Uh, But... So then that's one thing that comes out of this uh, first regulator. The second one is a secondary regulator, which you can use in case your first one goes wrong or in case your friend runs out of air, you got to give him some air. It's kind of nice. It's nice to have those redundancies. I like, yeah. I like the safety stuff <laughs> down underwater. Um, and then one goes to a pressure gauge, which reads out just how much pressure you have left or can actually read a lot more. It's pretty cool. They've got these like advanced computers that read a bunch of junk. Um, so... It's not just the pressure, but also like it can read. It's a um, it's an ambient pressure gauge, so it figures out your depth, and then it does calculations like uh, when you're underwater. So when we talked about that nitrogen getting in your blood earlier, um, the other thing about that is you've heard of the bends, right? Yes. You can get the bends by ascending too quickly because as you go down, 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 you're putting more and more nitrogen into your blood, uh, which doesn't get used up, right? Because you're your body doesn't care about nitrogen. It's like, yeah, whatever. How you doing, nitrogen? Keep keep circling around. You'll come back out later. Um, <laughs> but as you go uh, higher pressure, that nitrogen wants to come out. And it wants to come out now. And so basically, it can sort of boil inside of your blood. It's just like oh, really horrifying. uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, 
and can really mess things up if you ascend too quickly. So there's so many horrifying ways to die underwater. Right? I mean, yeah. th- this is the thing. Is that just like there are so it's such an engineering feat. In a lot of ways, it's really simple, but uh, like all the little checks that you have to have, whether it's getting drunk on nitrogen or your eardrums bursting because you didn't equalize or right. uh, getting the bends because you let the nitrogen boil out of your body too long. Um, and that's a long term one. So so well, the reason I brought it up with regard to these computers is that there's all these ways to calculate how much nitrogen will end up in your blood. And historically they use charts, but you know, it's the 21st century. Let's move on from that. Um, and so it calculates how long you can be underwater at certain depths without having to sit and wait and decompress at say five meters or three meters or whatever. Um, because if you stay under too long, then on your way back up, you need to like go to 10 meters and just kind of sit there for five minutes and then go to, eight meters and sit there for five minutes which is boring and hard and if you're running out of air dangerous um and so what they recommend for recreational divers is just never ever have to do that um like don't include it in your plan and so these calculators calculate that stuff about like how much longer do you have and then it like beeps at you to be like hey i don't think you should be ascending this quickly or like hold up you should wait here just to be safe because you want to be safe and then because it's a time delay process, when you go back up to the surface, you still will take a while to get nitrogen out of your blood, right? It's a long tail. And so your next dive the same day has different amounts. And the, cal- the computer figures all that out. And it does this other thing because it figures out um, the really scary one, which is if you go to fly soon afterwards, because now you're lowering the pressure even more. Oh, my God. <laughs> And so you need to, like, take an extra day, essentially, before flying. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, the computer... But the computer's, like, tracking all that, which is, like, pretty cool, actually. Um, that is cool. Technology. It's stressful, but it's, cool. It, it's sort of like having a Fitbit, but for diving. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the last thing that this uh, regulator connects to, besides the, the regulator, the safety regulator, and then the, the computer, is... um. Uh, your BCD, which is a thing I wasn't like totally aware of. So it's called a buoyancy control device. And it's essentially a vest you wear. Does this sound familiar? Like I actually didn't know until I started taking this course that this was like a no. thing that scuba divers did. Tell me more. So it's all about buoyancy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, did you know that you're positively buoyant as a person? I did know that. Good for you. Because you could have fooled me about myself. Because I don't feel like I float at all. <laughs> Well, okay. So fat is more buoyant than muscle. Mm-hmm. And so fat people are far more buoyant than very like super muscly lean people. Fair. This is true. Mm-hmm. And this is my perception of being a lean person and a fat person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pshaw. Um, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> In terms of percentages. <laughs> so... Supposedly, like, basically all humans are positively buoyant, though. Um, yes. Which, to me, is just like, like, man, I don't know, especially in salt water, because salt water is denser than um, fresh water. But, like, I get in the water, and I just feel like if I stop kicking, I'm going to sink. Mm. And when I test it, I don't sink, but I go a little ways underwater, and then very, very slowly, my I inch back to the surface. <laughs> I'm not very positively buoyant. <laughs> and so the way this is this is controlled right is that you put weights around yourself um 
in in the form of either a belt you wear that has a bunch of weights on it or like there's these little pockets that you can slip into in your vest um, and that drags you down to the bottom so that if you had nothing else you just sink like a rock and then you could basically walk on the bottom um, like metal mario in mario 64 right of yeah. course obviously i wanted you to have some touchstones thank you <laughs> um okay so now you need to counteract that right now we're now we're playing the like pouring hot water and cold water into a pot thing um <laughs> like you do all the time yeah right i don't know what's a what's a good uh good analogy for that titrating i guess that is that accessible (laughs) yeah everybody knows titrating (laughs) um no because in titrating you're not supposed to go overboard in one direction and then work back the other direction right you're not supposed to (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna add some acid in there (laughs) oh shit acid 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 (laughs) Uh boy. Uh titrating included in this episode show notes. Um and so uh so what you do though is that you have this vest that you can inflate with uh controllable amounts of air, right? So instead of like you would with a uh, life jacket, which is just a bunch of styrofoam or whatever, uh or an inflatable life vest which you blow a bunch of air into. This is actually it's a vest that you can use to either inflate with a button that connects to your air tank. Or deflate by releasing whatever's in the vest uh, out to the open air or open water. And so when you first get in the water, you inflate it entirely, and then you're just floating. And as soon as you're ready to go down, you let all the air out and you start sinking. Um, which is actually really interesting. <laughs> because you, uh, you... You... This is not something I've I've dealt with before, right? This idea of like being entirely neutrally buoyant and just trying to hover, well, essentially hovering. Like that's a skill that like you know experienced scuba people can do. Is you just float in place. That's not really a thing. Like this is this is a whole new skill set. Sure. And and so what gets really interesting about it though is that first you tweak the amount of air in your um in your BCD your vest to make yourself neutrally buoyant so that you don't sink to the bottom and you don't. Uh, rise to the top but what you forget though is that where else do you store air in your lungs and your sinuses but your lungs and so what happens is you end up doing this sort of like uh fine control with how much you're actually breathing so when you take a full breath you float up and when you completely empty your lungs you sink down and what they tell you is never hold your breath because you could rupture something um because if you changed uh if you changed depths this whole you're... thing sounds so stressful there's so many like little things and i actually started to get super worried but here's the uh-huh. thing yeah how did you stay calm is that i think this is why you do the training is because you get so used to like all the little checks that that becomes yeah. the thing you focus on and then it all sounds so crazy but like these tools do such a like I am not a strong swimmer. You have to do like a I forget what it is, two hundred meter swim or something as part of the certification. Just a free swim, nothing on you. Um and it's so tiring. And <laughs> I forgot how bad I am at swimming. <laughs> but the tools make it so easy. Like it's like driving a car almost. Because everything about driving a car, you'd be like, that's for crazy people. I would never do that. Like, what? You go fifty five miles an hour? Fifty five miles? Are you crazy? And then like for long stretches at a time and you might get really tired and you can't predict other drivers on the road and there's all these signals you have to deal with and like I mean it sounds really stressful, and it is. Um but all the tools make it so that like you kind of don't feel like when you're driving a really nice car it kind of just feels like you're out for a stroll you know um right and and 
I think between the life vest or the, the BCD and then having the air, which is actually like not stressful at all, I was going to be, I was super panicked about just my breath. Um, mm-hmm. Like just not feeling I had access to more air, but like you totally have access. It's fine. Um, and uh, it, it's just like, oh wait, and fins and you, and you wear flippers, right? And so swimming is actually also way easy. Um, it's like, yeah, it just feels like driving a car. Like, and so my actual experience, the hardest thing about it, the whole thing was, um, I was relying on all those tools, but then I was also relying on all this air. Like I was using it as like a comfort blanket to be like, I have all the air I need look at these huge breaths I'm taking. And then you're out of air about, uh, you know, 30 minutes before everyone else. And they're all mad at you because they need to go back to the surface. <laughs> That's so stressful. That's the most stressful thing you've <laughs> mentioned. The social part. Is everyone else being mad at me because I needed to do something so that I would feel more okay in this uncomfortable environment. And now everybody's mad at me. <laughs> so that you'd survive. Well, this is like, so that basically. Would I, Tim? Would I? You'd be just fine. I mean, this is the thing, right? So it's like um, you uh, uh, you you go with the group that you're comfortable with, and I think that's that's the key thing. Is right? Maybe even sandbag yourself down to like a lower level just to like you know feel comfortable and like you're not hurting anyone else's vacation, because that's that's a skill, um, and it's actually something that I got better at. It's just like not needing to breathe really deep to like feel comfortable, and I, I think that's. Um, you know, we get we get so spoiled with all this free air, you know, not me anymore. I'm not like that. I'd be so shallow. Ugh. So I'm sorry I exhausted you. I guess I guess I should have seen this coming. Um, <laughs> No, because I really had this experience. I actually I was taking the course and I was like, I don't know if I should do this. Like I. I could come up like I I know that my nose is stuffy a lot like and if I can't go diving with that and I don't want to have to tell someone I'm sorry I can't go down right now and then they have to come back up too and like oh no and um and like yeah I'm not the strongest swimmer but what turned me around was like when they started talking about like what to do when you see sea life and I was like ooh hello sea life <laughs> I'm interested in what you have to say so it's just, yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the turnaround is just like seeing a bunch of really cool stuff um, and that you really don't get the opportunity otherwise. Yeah. So I think that's that's the hurdle to get over. And so the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that I've talked at you for over an hour, I'm sure. Okay. About this thing. Is this the sort of vacation you'd want to have? It is like stressful, right? But this then, has been like the most emotionally draining podcast we've had in a while <laughs> for me. <laughs> we'll talk about because I can see myself in in your shoes, and I can see myself thinking like, "Well, I have really small nasal passages. I don't know. I just breathing's really important to me." <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, I have an emotional connection with breathing. <laughs> I um like I've been taking this mindfulness class and a lot of that is all about breathing to deal with anxiety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the, the, like I just it's it's comforting to know that my breathing is never going to upset anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> That's important to me. 
And I can see myself getting to that space. And then when sea life comes along, like them saying like, what to do when you see sea life? I am way too busy up in my own head to hear anything about sea life. And then I have no idea what to do when sea life happens. I mean, the answer is don't touch it, essentially. It probably won't bother you. I get that. But like, that's, that's where our paths are diverging here is that when someone says, oh, sea life, you're, you're down that path of like, oh, I'm excited about sea life. Me, I'm already up in the anxiety treehouse looking down saying, have fun, guys. I'll be up here eating imaginary cookies and milk. I feel like I went through a similar process. And that's really all I can offer towards is is this worth it or not? Is that like, you know, it turned out it, it wasn't that bad because the tools um, actually allowed it to be uh, extremely managed. Um, you know, the little bits of anxiety went as little bits of anxiety, not a big uh, drop, which is kind of what it feels like when it's all like laid out for you. And you're like, here's all the things you need to be aware of. And like, here's all the ways you could die. Um, so sorry. Uh, I don't know. I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess. Sorry. Um, because I, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to, I hear you saying, maybe this isn't for me, because I think I'm more anxious than you are about it, Tim. And I don't want to say that that's not valid, because maybe it's true. But my experience was, I did feel very, very anxious. And then it kind of got okay. Um, and in the end, uh, I felt like I had available to me um, a, a totally different kind of trip that uh, I normally would not have taken. And I don't know if I'll take again, but like, it was cool. So that was cool. That is cool. I'm glad. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know if I'll do it again either. So <laughs> maybe. I already got the certification, I guess. Yeah, you got the certification. You might as well. Yeah, it's done. I guess this is all I do now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, well, I'll be underwater. <laughs> then we just hear a splash. <laughs> that's the end of encyclopedia brunch <laughs> <laughs> and ended not with a whimper or a boom but a splash <laughs> twist ending so they said of encyclopedia brunch <laughs> and perhaps it will come back next week and until then here oh, that's Catherine Cogart here where do we know where uh, in the ether in the, okay where are you uh, in dots I'm, I'm in Tallahassee well, that sounds nice. And Captain Kogrit over there in the ether. She sees what she wants. Bye.